Welcome to the Cinescare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And with us, as always, is superfan Mark Piscati. Hi, everybody. And film critic from JoeBlow.com, James Oster, Mr. Jimmy O. We all go a little mad sometimes. We do. We go a little yeah. mad. And this week, we're going especially mad uh, with our picks. But um, first off, let's talk about... well. First of all, I want to thank Ms. Catherine Haran for joining us last episode. It was a very good episode. Excellent. Our Tremendous. First, it was an excellent first uh, shot at having a, you know, a fan on the show, and, and she knocked it out of the park. So, Just goes to show that literally anybody can do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm here. Yeah. We figured it out. She blew us out of the water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she showed us up. Yeah, exactly. that Kevin Bacon uh, reference with uh, Matt was pretty clever. I liked that one. Yeah, that was uh, the six degrees to Kevin Bacon or whatever. Yeah, six degrees pretty... to Wilford Brimley. Wasn't it Wilford Brimley? <laughs> Actually, yeah, it was only yeah. f- it was only five degrees to five him. To, I think was, yeah, four yeah. or five. You're like ro- descendant from royalty. It's pretty I freaking know. cool. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. cool. I got yeah. my Quaker oats right here for you. I wish oh. I was six steps away from Wilford Brimley. Yeah. Well, you are. He's dead. That's right. I am six. Yeah. You all, but you acted in a play with me. All of you yeah. guys are actually now because J- Jimmy actually yeah. uh, uh, directed me in a play. Yeah. Oh, directed shit. and wrote. Don't forget. I wrote that. I directed shit. and wrote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So this week, actually, I'm going to start us off on what we watched recently because, or what I watched recently, just because I actually got to watch some movies this time. I, Ooh. I, I had been through a very busy time, January and February, very busy. And this last week or two, I was actually able to watch a few things that were non-theme related. So uh, first of all, oh, one thing I did watch that I forgot to mention last time was Sick. And I, I agree with you guys. I love that. That is currently my favorite horror movie of the year so far. Uh, so if any of you out there have not seen it, and you, especially if you're into 90s style uh uh slashers it's it's a good one really good one it's kevin williamson and it's strong i i thought you mm-hmm. know it it definitely has message kind of vibes but not not overbearing and uh i i just thought it was a really good movie i enjoyed it a lot um i haven't it, seen it, that one yet oh yeah it also oh. Bell- yeah of Joe course well i recommended it I know yeah, he did yeah. tell you to. Joe last did time. actually. Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, I I watched. I said everybody should watch it. Yeah, like, Joe, yeah. you didn't Joe's specifically that, tell me to watch it though, Joe. So he, yes, he did. He did, yeah, he he did because I that the whole conversation went in that I was like, hey, you don't listen to me you know, when I say go see a movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what we need to start doing? We should start recording these so we can go back and listen. Oh, right, wait, exactly. we could we could go back and prove it <laughs> exactly. I always love what it when he when he argues with us about something that is actually on tape. Yeah, yeah I don't, you, you got to prove it on it because I don't <laughs> recollect yeah. it at well, all. <laughs> luckily, the proof is there. Uh, but let's see, what else did I watch? Uh, those were theme, 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 theme. Uh, oh, knock at the cabin. I watched and mm. I did enjoy it. I didn't love it, but I did enjoy it. I thought it was good. Um, it it had some of the same issues that I had with the uh, the book. I read the book and I I thought that uh, that it was a little 
the I you know the just the whole premise is just a little <laughs> hard to believe. Like it's an odd premise, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it you really have to suspend your disbelief for that one. But it 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 was fine, and it's a good movie, and it's definitely I would wait. We rented it in the you know it was like in the twenty dollar range because it's a brand new rental. So I would wait until it gets down into cheaper rental, and then it's definitely would be worth it in that realm. Uh, we also watched Horror in the High Desert, which eh, not so great, but mm. that one uh, it was recommended to us to uh, my wife and I by her sister, and it I think actually you could probably watch the last forty minutes of it and, <laughs> and not miss anything at all. Uh, it's a found footage and not, not a particularly good one, but the last there's the, the last 20 minutes has a couple kind of creepy things. So I, you could, but you could literally skip 40 minutes of this movie and not miss anything. Is that the one that somebody posted that there's a sequel coming out that they couldn't wait for? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My sister, yeah, that was my I, sister-in-law okay. posting that. Yeah. I, I turned it on. I started watching it and I saw found footage and I turned it right. Off. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I'm going to let somebody else take the bullet on this one. Yeah. It's not a great example of found footage, but I do think if you, if you want to watch the last maybe 35, 40 minutes of it, I think you would not miss anything and you'd probably be like, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be mad because you wouldn't have time spent in it. And there's, there's a, a one or two kind of creepy things that do happen, including a really, um, I thought a very cleverly done shot that kind of my Michelle and I were both like, Oh wow. You know, in fact, we rewound it to see that. And that was very cleverly done, but you have to sit through a whole lot of exposition just to get to that one shot. So I would suggest cutting to, and, and the premise is this guy is, um, he goes on all these hikes and he's trying to find this thing out in the middle of nowhere, this, this structure in the middle of nowhere. That's the premise. So you won't miss anything by not watching the first four. They take 40, 40 45 minutes to explain that. <laughs> so <laughs> it doesn't, you don't need it. Um, and then actually last night we watched a movie that I really enjoyed. It was called, and I don't know if I'm, going to be pronouncing this correctly or not, but it's called Husera, Husera, the Bone Woman. And this is for rent. I rented it. We rented it last night. It is going to be on Shutter, so you could wait for it to come on Shutter. I wanted to rent it just so that I could give it a review because I it looked interesting to me. It's got pretty good rating on, I think it's like 90-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It is, a, uh, I believe, a Mexican film. Uh, it's a... Uh, it's about a mother who uh, she's uh, overjoyed to become a first-time mother. Quick, but that joy is quickly taken away when she's cursed by a sinister entity. As danger closes in, she's forced deeper into a chilling world of dark magic that threatens to consume her. And it's it's a pretty good, pretty good movie. I thought there was some pretty creepy stuff. It's definitely a lot of body horror, and it has that theme of motherhood kind of. Uh, kind of wrecking your body, you know? And it, so it's, it's interesting. I definitely, uh, it's, it's, it kind of takes the whole 
evil baby thing uh, into an interesting direction because it's not really clear if the baby is really the problem here or if there's even really as an entity out there cursing her as much as it's this mother's own. You really see the the, the storyline of this mother's own anxiety about becoming a mother and uh, whether or not she'll be a good mother and and the all of that. And then, of course, what it does to you know, a woman's body and all that. So it's, it's an interesting, mm. interesting movie. I, I think it, I do recommend it, but That's I, a but good idea. it's coming out in on shutter before long. So you might as well wait for that. It's, you know, not one you have to watch immediately. Uh, and that's all I watched Joe. Uh, anything you watched recently? I watched a few things. I watched, um, an old gem from God, what was the year? Uh, 1981 made-for-TV movie called Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Yay, um, Joe. Yeah, Yay, I watched Joe. that too. I forgot. <laughs> I, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Um, I'll be brutally honest. The real reason that I watched it is I was on Shutter, and it just sort of spun around as you know one of those up-and-coming things or something new to Shutter, and thought you might like. And I started watching. I saw Charles Durning was in it, and he's mm-hmm. in The Sting, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. And I'm like, oh, I'll give this a shot. I'd like to see him do something other than that. And he plays an evil mailman. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the. Uh, and who's the, very proud of being a mailman, oh by the way. Oh, he, yeah. He never he takes that uniform off. He thinks yes. he's the president of the United States. Yeah. You'd swear <laughs> the guy's the postmaster general. Um, but this this made for TV film, uh, it, it takes place in a small town and. God, the description says there's four vigilantes that wrongfully execute a mentally challenged man, but after the court sets them free, mysterious mm-hmm. accidents begin happening, and these mm-hmm. four vigil—I don't know why they're calling them vigilantes, but I guess technically that's right. But it's these four. It's local more like guys a mob. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They just yeah. they gang up on this mentally challenged guy who's just sweet as pie to this little girl, and it's a Frankenstein she, kind of moment, right? Yeah. Yeah, or uh, with the flowers, um, green mileish, almost Mm, too. Um, But but it comes, you know, the one who. But it turns out really that the one who stirred the whole thing up is the mailman, because yeah, and there's an implication that he's a, a pedophile, and right? That that woman is accusing him of having an unnatural. Uh, he's jealous, basically, of of, yeah. of the guy. But uh, I, I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody, even though it's you know decades old. I, th- even though it was made for TV, I had a blast watching this, yeah. and I love the last little creepy scene at the end of it. I think it's worth people's time. I think definitely, cool. one hundred people should watch is. this. It's very well done, very yeah. well done for a Especially, TV movie. I was, for a made for TV movie, that just I yeah, I I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, Second thing I watched was uh, Attachment on Shutter. Did you guys watch this? I haven't watched that yet. No, I, no, I haven't. Loved it. Absolutely <clears throat> loved it. Um, there's this uh, Jewish girl that goes to, I believe it was Denmark on holiday, and uh, she meets this other girl, and they start to have a relationship together, and the Jewish girl has a seizure and gets injured during the seizure. And her new girlfriend decides to help return her home and help her, you know, get all mended up. And this girl lives with her mother uh, in the same flat. They're not in the same apartment. So these 
two girls are trying to start their, you know, brand new relationship while their meddling mother keeps barging in on them. Well, it's a really, um, strict Hasidic Jewish, um, religion that they're in. And they are starting to see all these different spooky things that start happening around the apartment. And, the new girlfriend seems to think that it's the mother just messing with her, trying to split them up or whatever. Um, the, it, I, I, I can't spoil anything. It says it's a 2022 release. Uh, I'm wondering if it didn't come out in the States until 2023, but yeah, um, no, I think it's probably, it says 2022 cause it was a film festival thing. Probably. I okay. think this, this would be considered a new release, I believe. Okay. Um, the acting was tremendous. The storyline was great. Um, these two main characters, I mean, I've never seen them before in anything. I've never heard of either one of them, but they were uh, wonderful and extremely believable together. Um, there's, it is a slow burn, but there's enough little instances throughout the way to keep your interest. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. This is something that, you know, like on paper, I probably wouldn't have even bothered watching. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, it sat down and gave it a shot and it was actually really, really good. I, I highly recommend it. And then the last thing I saw, I don't remember the year that it was out, but again, this is one of those things that I was being an idiot and I was flipping through TikTok, and somebody made a post and recommended this movie. And I thought, Oh, I'll watch it. Black mountain side. Have you guys seen this? No, it is basically just the thing completely ripped off. Um, there are these guys up in Canada that are doing this archeological dig and they happen to come across a old religious structure that predates like anything they've ever seen before. And the locals that are helping them with the dig, all of a sudden the next day they disappear. Guys start getting, um, antsy and sick. And, uh, you know, like next thing you know, they're cutting their own hands off. And, you know, going at each other with guns. It, um, the thing that I noticed first that I couldn't stand about it was there is no soundtrack. They, they didn't write a score for this movie at all. And there's so many points that in that film that that could have helped so much. Um, the other thing that bothered me is they were trying to set this up as it getting to like 50 below at night and just how absolutely cold it was. And, you know, as almost like you're in the, the Arctic, however, the clothes they were wearing were like, you know, jeans and just like a North face jacket, maybe a stocking cap and maybe not. And like, if it's that cold out, shouldn't you guys be, you know, dressed a little bit better. And one thing I noticed like six times in this film, they would walk into one of the cabins and not close the door behind them. And I thought is. It's it's not middle of summer in Iowa. Close the damn door. It's supposed to be 50 below outside. <laughs> it just it took me out of it right away. Um, it, it ends up, it's, it, well, I can't tell you how it ends up just in case somebody wants to watch it. But if you, uh, if you really like the movie, The Thing, and you don't care about somebody blatantly ripping it off, it's the exact same formula. Go ahead and watch yeah. it. Again, that's called Black Mountainside. Huh. All right. Uh uh, Mark, what did you watch recently? I watched uh, the Night of the Scarecrow, um, which I thought was great. 
um, had giggles all the way through it, laughed out loud a lot. I was just going, Oh my God, Joe, no, no Joe. And uh, it was, it was a blast. Um, and I sell cocaine bear. Uh, I saw Cooking Bear uh, yesterday with my mommy. My mommy actually wanted to go see it because uh, we got a family member, uh, Brooklyn Prince, that's uh, in the film. And she plays the daughter. Uh, this film's directed by Elizabeth Banks. Um, it's, it's, it's exactly what it's supposed to be. It's about a coked up bear. And if you find that funny, you're going to find a lot of these scenes really, really funny. Um, the gore is a little hammy. Uh, the blood scenes is kind of CGI. Um, but a lot of uh, uh, limbs being torn off, uh, a lot of deaths, a lot of funny deaths. Um, Elizabeth uh, Banks really put in a lot of her humor. Some of the jokes do not did not uh, land with me. And there's... I think there was a problem with editing with this too. Um, did just some of the editing was a little shockingly cut short, um, but otherwise it, it was a lot of fu- it was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, this cocaine bear, this coked up bear, um, when it saw like a cocaine bag, it would go mum 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 or num 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 num. <laughs> it's it was great. It was great. Um, so yeah, yeah, I recommend it. It's it I. Highly recommend seeing it with a lot of people. It's a lot more fun. My mom and I, uh, uh, we were in the theater. And there was only like eight other people, and my mom and I were laughing. It was it. it we we had a good time, and when we walked out, my mom said that was such a cute movie. And I'm like, okay, mom, all right, there you go. Um, I don't think you my need mom to have that quote on the movie poster. Yeah. Yeah, such a cute like, movie, such, Mark's yeah. mom, and uh, and. Um, there was one scene where um, uh, two people were consuming the cocaine in the wrong way, and and I was laughing how they were doing it, and my mom was squinting her eyes at me. She's going, "What's so funny?" And she's going, "Mom, she's going, you do know how cocaine is supposed to be consumed." And she's going, "You eat it, right?" And I'm like, "No, I can't help you right now." So uh, it was it was fun. It was fun. Um, yeah, I, I, I recommend if go with a large group, and you're gonna have a blast with it. And, uh, yeah, those are the only two films I saw. All right. Uh, Jimmy, how about you? Anything you saw? Yeah, I've seen a lot. A lot of it I can't talk about. Uh, But I did see uh, Luther, The Fallen Sun, um, Mm. which is uh, based on the series. If you like the series, I think uh, the reviews are a little mixed, but I... I really respond to it. It was very creepy, very in, you know, Idris Elba in a very well-made, well-done you know, movie version of the series. And uh, uh, what's his name is a phenomenal. Uh, Andy Serkis is, is a villain and he's wow. It was like, he was gross. He was disgusting. He would have fit right in with today's show. Actually. Um, I really liked it a lot. It also had Cynthia Erivo, who is lovely or very talented. It's, I like it. It's going to be on Netflix and Mar and March 10th, but I, it's right now I'm playing in theaters and it's honestly such a beautiful, interesting looking film. Very, very unsettling, very unsettling, but very well done. Um, and I guess the other, the only other movie I saw that, well, I saw a movie that didn't really fit with the show Creed three, but I loved it. So there you go. That's all I saw. Yeah, my son went to see that uh, the other night because his friend 
his friend's mom is the costumer for all those Creed movies, and so they oh. they got to go to the premiere. So yeah, it's really good, really yeah. good. Yeah, no, I, uh, the reviews are great. Yeah, it's weird. Though. I've never seen any of the Creed films, but I did just watch Rocky three and four over the weekend. Uh, watch, yeah, the Creed films. Should, They're good. The yeah, Creed, the Creed movies the Creed are, films good. are good. They're really yeah, good. I'm, All three. They, yeah, I'll check them out. I, I'm, I'm sure Creed three is is good. I, I heard some controversy with uh, getting Sylvester Stallone out of the franchise, and he's pretty butthurt about that, and refuses to watch Creed three. Um, I guess he oh, lost wow. the rights to uh, Rocky, so. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, okay, so the ne- my pick. Oh wait, hold on. My you forget p- how this works. Yeah, I forgot how this works. Uh, my pick for this week was cereal. Uh, well, it was a bowl of cereal, and Mark has a bowl of cereal with him right now, and he is making wonderful noises for for podcast. Wow, that's lovely. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry for everyone listening at home. Yeah. Like a theater of the mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, charms. You're not going like, to eat it, though, are you? Like, during, while you're talking? Yeah. He's got milk. Yeah, just oh, uh, maybe God. mute yourself while you're eating. All right, okay. Um, yeah. So, this... this I'm waiting uh, for him to just crunch <laughs> right into the microphone. <laughs> crunch, crunch, crunch. Mm. Uh, so no, this no, pick... no, really, pr- proceed. Oh my god! <laughs> can we Jesus. mute him? Is there a yeah. way to, that we can mute him? Uh, let Con- me see. I don't think Con- so. Consummate professionals. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this week it is serial killer movies, and boy, God, this was a dark batch of movies, except for maybe one of them. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Matt. Seriously, yeah, I thanks. Know. I know. Jesus. I, 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 uh, hopefully, Joe has something that's a little more fun for our next pick. But uh, oh, I do. Oh, I good, do. good, good. Um, so, the serial killer movies. Uh, I have actually, guys, to to warm us up. I have some serial killer facts. So here, let me let me get a little serial killer fact sound going. Laying on us. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not a just like it's yeah, it's not just like one. Here, hold it. Here's another one. Oh, there we go. Oh, serial yeah, killer yeah, facts. Serial killers. Uh, serial Captain murder. Crunch. Here's the definition of uh, serial murder. Murder. Uh, the unlawful killing of three or more victims by the same offender or offenders in separate events. They're not the same as mass murderers. Nope. Uh, Two, the 1980s was the peak of serial killer activity and nearly 770 uh, serial killers were active in the 80s. That's the peak of serial killer activity. And that number has dropped dramatically since then. In the 90s, it was around 670. And compared to in the last decade, we only have about 100 active serial killers. Only 100. Oh, good God. Uh, I, yeah, I blame uh, the internet. Yeah. Uh, improved forensic. They, they attribute the decline to improved forensics, including DNA testing, as well as everybody has cameras everywhere. So they're probably cat. They're probably are still active. We're just catching them much faster before they can maybe be labeled a serial killer. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 
And then, according to the FBI website, there are four major myths that I'd like to debunk for you right now. Joe, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the first myth myth is serial killers are reclusive losers, and that's not true. Most serial killers are not reclusive, social misfits who live alone. They are not monsters and may not appear strange. Most serial killers can hide in plain sight within their communities exactly because they appear so normal and have typical social skills. Serial murderers often have families and homes and are gainfully employed and appear to be normal members of the community, often working in the restaurant business. Because Uh many serial murderers can appear to be normal members of the community, uh, because uh, serial murders can blend in so effortlessly in restaurants throughout the Chicago area, they are oftentimes overlooked by law enforcement and the public. And then myth number two, serial killers are all white males. That's not true. They span racial groups and percentages tend to reflect the racial diversity of the United States as a whole. Yeah. Myth number three. Serial killers cannot stop killing. There are some serial killers who stop murdering altogether before they're even caught. In these instances, there may be events or circumstances in their lives that inhibit them from pursuing more victims. These can include increased participation in family activities, sexual substitution, and other diversions or hobbies like picking up podcasting. Myth number Mm. four, serial killers are insane or evil geniuses. Nope, it's not true. Serial killers do not meet the legal definition of insanity. Hollywood is to blame for the stereotype of the evil genius killer. In truth, their intelligence ranges from above average to below average to guys who can't pronounce the word mountain. Um, (laughs) So... (laughs) This this sounds like somebody. I, I don't know who... Oh, nope, not that one. Ah, not that one. Damn it. It's Mark. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I fit all criteria. <laughs> Mark fits the criteria. I did. Um, well, some of those criteria were a little specific. <laughs> um, okay. So I, I'm just going to go in order from when these babies were released because I have no order that I could come up with aside from chronological. So let's start out with Blowout, directed by Brian De Palma. Uh, Jack Terry is a master sound recordist who goes on, who works on grade B movie horror movies. Late one night is recording sounds for use in his movies when he hears something unexpected through his sound equipment and records it. Curiosity gets the better of him when the media becomes involved and he begins to unravel the pieces of a nefarious conspiracy. As he struggles to survive against his shadowy enemies and expose the truth, He does not know whom he can trust. Roger Ebert gave this four stars. Uh, Quentin Tarantino has listed it as one of his three favorite movies of all time. Uh, In 2011, Blowout became a part of the Criterion Collection with a DVD and Blu-ray release. In Joker, Blowout is listed outside the theater. The Wayne family is leaving, along with Zorro the Gay Blade. And Rotten Tomatoes currently has it at 87%. So, Joe, what did you, uh, we'll start out with you. What did you think of Blow, blow Out? I, it sucked me in from the beginning. I really mm-hmm. liked it um, because, and I can prove it because my first bunch of notes are why don't you just close the damn blinds if you're screwing on the first floor? 
what's with the tiger growl breathing sound? How is that guy walking through the building unnoticed? And I'm like, oh, wait, it's a movie within a movie. I get yeah. it. Yeah. I was totally hooked. Yeah. Um, that being said, I would have fired Travolta too at the beginning because he provided really crappy sound effects. And, you know, that was his job. <laughs> I would but, have fired him throughout. He was not showing up for most of yeah, their meetings. Uh, <laughs> Should have been fired several times. <laughs> yeah, probably true. He's, he's clearly just not very good at his job. Um, <laughs> it, although this movie Unless his did, job is detective work with right, sound. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, and rescuing damsels in distress. Well, yeah. Um, it, this movie does have a lot of things that, you know, fire on all cylinders for me. Of course, we've got bumbling cops. Uh, yeah. especially the, the whole questioning of Travolta in the hospital, you know, mm-hmm. like question, what do you mean? There was a girl in that car. Yeah. She's right over there. I just drug her out of the lake or the river, whatever it was. Of yeah. course. Why are you questioning that? She's got a pulse. She's right next to me. Right. Um, I really, uh, I, I was really confused of why Nancy Allen, um, throughout the film what she was doing with her voice she sounded like audrey from little shop of horrors not audrey too marilyn audrey. Monroe. yeah mm. yeah i didn't mm. i didn't get that um mm. i can't get over how young john lithgow looks in that film I, he was he <laughs> totally. was fantastic i like yeah. i would have loved to have seen just more john lithgow being creepy mm-hmm. um Dennis France, my God, the guy is such a scumbag just close the door <laughs> if you're gonna pee and when you're done maybe wash your hands um I, the, the one thing that I thought was really a stretch that we were led to believe so much is John Travolta has an audio recording of this car careening off the edge, uh, you know, into a lake, but he doesn't have the video of it. So somebody manages to take in all these photographs of this happening and they print it in a magazine. He then cuts out every piece of that film and uh, sequentially assembles it together and turns it into a film. No, right. no, yeah. no, not right. Wrong. Completely. 30 yeah, frames was, per second. Yeah. That would have been like 600 pictures. He would have need to cut out and there's no way it looked that good. Right? No, I agree. But I understand I they had scene, to do though. it. They had to do it just to move the plot along. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, a lot of, couple of dumb moves on John Travolta's part. Like if you're going to get this tape made, why not make a copy before you go walking around town with it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but all in all, I really did enjoy it. I'd never heard of this movie. Um, I, I had no idea it existed and I, it was a surprise. I really liked it. I, you know, again, I would have preferred to have seen more John Lithgow being creepy, especially mm-hmm. him trying to throw off the cops by, you know, killing other similarly, looking women um i i thought that that's i would have liked to have seen more than that but other than that i really enjoyed it good yeah no i i this was my first time seeing it too and i i really liked it i liked it a lot i um i i did i there were i didn't care for the ending as much but i i did like the movie i didn't care for the ending but uh, Jimmy, you have big eyes. What do, yeah. you, what do you think of this movie? Oh, I think I think it's one of the best endings ever. <laughs> I really yeah, do. I, I mean, it's I didn't it's, care for it. It's masterful. It's 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 operatic. It's just this. I like I like when filmmakers take a chance and do something a little darker. It's kind of a downer. It's a major downer of an ending, and I, I think that's why I liked it. But I also 
I would understand why is it, did that bother you or was it no. just kind of, Oh God. No, I didn't. I didn't like the background of the fireworks really? and, and I, and I also thought just the, the final chase was just a little underwhelming to me. And, okay. um, I, I didn't, I, I wished it had ended differently. I, okay. I just, I, it was, I, I agree that you said it was operatic. It was a little too operatic to me. And I, and I, Fair enough. I didn't buy into it because the rest, it didn't fit to me. It didn't fit the, 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 the tone of the rest of the movie. But. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I'm a, look, I, I, Brian De Palma does a very good Alfred Hitchcock. He do, He really does with this, with dress to kill. And this is, I think one of his better, most underappreciated films. I think it's become obviously more popular as it's gone on because it's a yeah. really good movie. It's a well, and Tarantino film. has championed it on every yeah. podcast he goes on. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, re- I remember it, seeing it very young and just being like, wow, this is this is good. This is just really crazy and cool. And I love the whole that he was a you know sound designer on these movies. I, I love Nancy Allen. I love John. John Lithgow is always so good at these kinds of roles. Wow. It's yeah, I, I still love I'm kind of surprised you didn't like the ending, but yeah, yeah, it's fair enough. I get it. I get it. I did. It was a happy ending. He got a scream. That's true. He did. Yeah. He really yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. Finally enjoyed, able to do his job. I enjoyed the the whole uh, throughout the film of like when they had the three casting uh, uh, three girls on the casting couch. They were hilarious. They, they were doing the worst screams, and and his buddy says, well, "What do you think?" And he says, "Keep looking," and just walks out of the walks out thanks, of the office. Thanks, Travolta. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know best. Uh, Mark, what did you think of the movie? Yeah, this is this is like the third time I've seen this film. Um, I love this film because I think it's a masterpiece in, on two levels. And um, James and I talked about this on the phone earlier today. Um, I think it's a masterpiece on uh, plenty of scenes that Brian De Palma did, especially with the editing that Joe has a problem with. You need a lot more pictures. What I thought was masterful of what... Uh, De Palma was doing was editing John Travolta editing uh, the movie, uh, the scene, and just going back and forth. I, I thought it was just so beautiful to watch. I love that scene. With that being said, um, there are really, it, I, I believe this film just goes a little bit hammy with the acting, especially with Nancy Ellen, with. Uh, with the Marilyn Monroe, it's laughable in my opinion. Um, it takes me out. I didn't really care for that uh, character. That's why I have a problem with the ending. It didn't hit right. Although I do love the ending on how he plays her scream and puts it into the film. It's really haunting. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, yeah. I do agree with the fireworks. Fireworks, uh, like CGI, or whatever it was, took me completely out. It's just they didn't have CGI back then. Yeah, well, yeah. They, they it was like green screen fire, or whatever. Green screen yeah. fireworks yeah. behind. Regardless, it it looked really fake and it was over dramatic, um, in my opinion. Um, but did you guys notice uh, uh, the horror posters in Travolta's uh, studio mm-hmm. on the wall? Yeah, yeah. Did did yeah. you notice the one uh, food for gods? Oh, I didn't see that, no. Yeah, yeah. They had that one and The Incredible Melting Man that I recently uh, saw a month ago, which is really, really good. But John Travolta's acting 
in some of these scenes is horrendous. It's like he goes back and it's like he goes back into Saturday Saturday Night Fever. Just I I there's rumors that this movie uh, really hurt his career and almost ended his career um, from the notes I've seen. Um, and I mean, it, he didn't really do anything else um, after that besides an Olivia, uh, Olivia Newton John uh, film. Two of a kind. Uh, after Greece. Two of a kind. And yeah. then he did Look Who's Talking and whatnot. I mean, he was struggling after Blowout until uh, Quentin Tarantino brought him in for Pulp Fiction because he loves Blowouts so much. Mm-hmm. But it's I it it's a it's it's so weird. It there's so many scenes that are so well done with De Palma. And then there's just scenes where you're just going, what is going on just with the acting with between Travolta and and, and uh Alan. Hmm. And yeah, it's, I, it's, I, it's, I really it's like them together. I really? liked it. Yeah, I loved yeah, I loved I their conversation, too. especially in the restaurant. I loved that whole all those scenes. I yeah. would I would have loved that. I thought it was I, so natural and and beautiful. I thought they were no, wonderful. No, I don't yeah. think it was natural at all because of Nancy Allen's uh, accent. It was so. But people talk so like that, over. dude. I mean, women it, do. Yeah, no, there are women me. that talk like that. Man, it didn't bother no. me at all. I loved it. No, all I kept on thinking is like Marilyn Monroe is just if she talked like a regular New Yorker or uh, from Philadelphia in, in a better accent, I think. Uh, her character would have been so much more believable. I just, it, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I didn't find it unbelievable at all. I, I thought, no, you know, different people have different voices. Some people talk yeah. soft and some people are yelling constantly while they're talking. Well, well, maybe she should, should have <laughs> not watched some like it hotter, you know, before she uh, took this role. I mean, I don't no, know. I disagree, man. It was good. No, it no, was so great. No. Yeah, it was great. Joe, help me out. Come on. Uh, hey, I, Matt. Yeah, high five on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, so the next movie—I don't think I don't think Mark caught it, but I did it. Right. I did it. <laughs> I said some people talk soft and some people are yelling constantly while they're talking. Um, That's not me. <laughs> uh, okay, so the next movie is from 1983. And this is a movie called <laughs> Angst, directed by Gerald Cargill. A killer is released from prison and breaks into a remote home to kill a woman, her handicapped son, and her pretty daughter. Uh, Gaspar Noe uh, lists Angst as one of the biggest influence on his style, um, especially when it comes to the camera techniques. Uh, stated, in, stated in an interview that he has seen the movie over 40 times, and he contributed much of the commentary on the Blu-ray release. Uh, it was long banned and censored. Um, the film circulated on European VHS and DVD for decades. Klaus Schultz of Tangerine Gene or Tangerine Dream composed the score. Mm-hmm. Cinematographer, Z- I don't even. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his. Well, I will try, but I, I won't do it well. Zbigniew Rybzinski won a an Oscar for his animated short Tango. His camera work in Angst has been hailed as genius, groundbreaking, and the real driving force behind the experience of Angst. His use of the Snorri cam was inventive. He also devised a system of ropes and pulleys for the overhead tracking shots. Director Cargill went on went bankrupt from this film and never made another movie again. Instead, mm-hmm. moving moving to commercials and TV in order to make back his money. 
In later oh. years, Cargill stated that he would do the brutal killing scene differently if he could do it over again with less graphic violence. He even censored his own movie at one point uh, with a tour de force performance by Irwin Letter as the lead, combined with the stellar cinematography and direction. Angst is a cinematic experience unlike any other. No, you don't see the charming genius serial killer like Dexter, Hannibal, or Ted Bundy. The killer is in angst is a monster. And as we, the audience, are forced to follow him, sometimes from a bird's eye view above the action, literally looking down on him, and other times from below like a tiny mouse trying to avoid being randomly stepped on. And mm -hmm. still other times we are forced to look closely at him as the world shakes from the force of his obsession until in the final act, the camera becomes very still after he finally kills someone. Uh, the, remember the close-up of the dog observing from a distance with what appears to be almost a smile as he watches the killer defile the corpse of its owner. Angst is a true masterpiece of the genre and an experience unlike any other. It is pure cinema. Pig blood, pig blood by the way, was used in the stabbing scene to give it more realism. Uh, the movie is based on the real case of the mass murderer. Uh, actually, he's a serial killer. Werner Kniesek and faithfully follows almost all the events as they actually happen in real life. Uh, the, the man in the espresso restaurant, played by Hermann Groysenberger, is reading a newspaper in both scenes. In the beginning of the movie, the headline reads, War. At the end of the movie, it reads, Pax, which means peace. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has a 100% for this movie. So... Uh, Mark, we'll start with you. What do you think of, what did you think of angst? Uh, yeah, he has a perfect plan. Um, he didn't have a perfect plan. No, <laughs> he didn't. No. Um, I, I, I was, I, I had a hard time with this film because I kept screaming at the TV. I was going, Hey asshole, you got a wheelchair. You just put the body in the wheelchair and move, move the body instead of dragging, mm -hmm. uh, the bodies to the car. Um, there was a lot of like, holy shit moments of just going, what are you doing? And I, I paused it and I just said, Mark, take a breath, something just understand it, that, you know, not all serial killers are brilliant and <laughs> turned it, <laughs> turned it back on. And, uh, I started enjoying it more because, uh, I mean, it's angst. It's, it's, he, he's manic throughout the whole entire film. And I started to enjoy it a little bit more. He was manic, uh, to watch I, the one scene I really loved in this film is when he was washing his clothes or in his face and, you know, at the sink and all that. And he was so manic and he's like breathing really heavy because, you know, I mean, he, he gets excited and you hear that throughout the film. He's like, I, I, I'm getting excited. I, I feel excited and whatnot. And then what does he do? He puts back on his bloody shirt again and then puts a tux, a white tuxedo shirt over it. And then he gets in the car and within 50, 15 seconds, he runs into a car stopped at a stop sign. I'm just going, mm -hmm. what is he doing? It's like, this is, he's going, it's, I have a perfect plan, but he keeps on saying I have a perfect plan. Yeah. And I'm just going, yeah, this guy, I mean, he's, he's a, out of control. He's, he's out of the control. definition of the unreliable narrator. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, I I I don't know why the you said the director uh, edited his uh, own film to yeah, he, cut down he, the violence. 
he became embarrassed by how violent it was and and that it was too he I felt, liked that but, scene in yeah. the tunnel with that girl. I thought it was great. It was I, brutal I, for sure, yeah. yeah for brutal. sure, for sure. I yeah. mean, I of course, you know, like the sprays of the I guess the pig blood coming up each time he stabbed was a little bit too precise, you know. I was like, "Oh, they're spraying it." Um but I I love that death uh that death scene. Um and uh Boy, yeah. The dog? That, oh, the dog. The dog's great. Um, the dog is the best. Yeah, the it dog's is the awesome. best. That's, I, I, I put it in. I, I had to put the dog in for yeah. the Sinister I, I noticed that. I noticed I was that. like, that fucking dog. It's like, I, I want it. I want that dog. I, I just want to take care of it. I mean, what a watchdog that is. <laughs> just followed him around. Well, he's dragging the bodies. And it's just like, hey, yeah, here, here's the sausage and all that. Yeah. Um, I, I I enjoyed this film. I don't consider this a masterpiece at all, um, but it's it's fun. Um, um, with with the camera angles, I I do see where so many camera camera angles were happening. But there, there were some uh, shots that were so shaky. The camera was just shaking um, from up above, and you could totally tell. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was it was designed that way. Yeah. It was, was meant. It? it was meant yeah. to be that way. Oh, and yeah. you'll notice that as soon as he kills the the girl, the camera is completely still from then on. The rest mm-hmm. of the movie, there's yeah. no okay, shaking. Okay. As, yeah, it was it was all design choice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 it, it's an okay film. It's an okay film. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll recommend it, but. You know, masterpiece. I don't think so. I don't think oh, so. Oh, I do. Yeah, I could. I, I the possession is a masterpiece. That's the masterpiece. This one. I think this is one too. Okay. Jimmy, what did you think? Um, it was not a fun watch. Um, I I actually really <laughs> liked it. I did like it a lot. It I, is I, not I a fun it, watch. No, not no. a fun watch. It's I don't not, know if I, I'll ever want to watch it again. Oh, really? Hell Wait. no. Hell no. Hell, look, there's a lot of great movies that I will now. Ne- I don't want to watch again. I don't need to right, see Irreversible yeah. again. I think it's a great right, movie. Exactly. I don't need to see it again. Exactly. Um, that, yeah. That's at a different level, though. It's like why? Why this doesn't matter. Is- that why well, it doesn't matter. I think this is doesn't. disturbing as well. It's yeah. just it's not very a disturbing. pleasant watch. I, yeah, it's not a. I don't think it's a rewatchable movie very much. Really, I don't. But. I don't I like think so. I don't like. I mean, I, mentally I'm glad I handicapped it for people this. murdered and and that's right. no. It's not fun. No, it's gross. It's disgusting. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't. Just, I, I. It's a well-made movie. It's an incredibly well-made movie, and you know, horror fans know the guy, the 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 uh, Irwin leader. He was in Underworld, the original Underworld. So he, right. a lot of people will be familiar with him. But it's just, it's a, it's a powerful narration of what this guy did and how he went about his business, and it was. No, it's not comfortable to watch. It's not. I didn't have fun watching it for sure. I was like, right. "This guy's disgusting. He's a piece of shit." I, I hope really bad things happen to him. That's really what what I was going down with, and I, I'm like, I hated seeing that poor family. Like, ugh, it was uncomfortable, but well, well done. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. The camera work was excellent. The just sound design was really interesting. The 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 dog rocked. Dog was my favorite. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a it's an interesting movie. It just it's very angsty. <laughs> very, yeah. Uh, Joe, uh, yeah, I didn't like it. Um, I couldn't couldn't get into it. I, I I agree on some of the points with Mark. Um, 
I, I find it difficult to believe that this film was edited at all because it just took so long. Uh, it seemed like everything was in. There's things that, that are just me that I have issues with that are, um, you know, this perfect plan thing kept ringing through my head and he leaves his suitcase in the taxi. I'm like, well, whoops, screw the pooch there. Um, and then, you know, the, in regards to the editing, we have to watch him like sit down and relace his shoes. I'm like, really? We couldn't have just cut that part out. I don't see what that did to the storyline. Let's try to move this along a little bit more and all the walking and more walking and more walking. Um, when he got in the house, I understand it's a, it's an artistic choice with the shaky cam. However, it just, it was starting to make me nauseous. And I felt like I was watching uh, the old 80s or 90s old school first person shooter game of Doom um, as he's going through the house. Um, I, I I also thought it was hilarious when he was pushing that grandmother in the wheelchair and like throw. And I think she was dead already at this point, but the wheelchair like slams up against a wall and she just stands up right out of it up against the wall. It was just, it looked like a three stooges bit to me. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, I did laugh a bit when I saw the scene with the pig's blood, uh, just cause it seemed so unrealistic. Um, mm-hmm. but, but it was over the top. Yeah. yeah, yeah it was yeah. all over the top. For sure. Um, I, I did have a question about like the timeline of all this. Like it, it, did this all take place, uh, the, when he goes to the restaurant the first time and then in the second time, how much time has passed? I think a day, right? Yeah, something. It's very, it's a very short for, period. Although, from when to when? From the first time he goes to that diner and orders the sausage mm-hmm. to uh, to the time where he shows up with the dog. Yeah, uh, I think it's been uh, just overnight because I think he was he yeah. was. Uh, he basically spent the night on top of that girl in the tunnel. Okay, because I yeah. went back and rewound it and checked, and the people in the diner are wearing the exact same clothes yes. as they yeah. were they the are. day before. Yeah, yeah, that was a um, lot. That was a lot. <laughs> yeah, and oh, I thought it was odd that they were all, you know, not only wearing the same clothes, but all of them were back, and all of them were in the same positions they were before. Yeah, that well, was. I it. will say, I will tell you though that that. Not changing clothes isn't that unusual for German people because I remember we had a German exchange student and one of the things she complained about is that people change their clothes every day here in the United States and she was like there it's not uncommon to wear the same thing more than one day in a row. Hmm. Even and, and so she got made fun of. <laughs> she got made fun of when she was here in the United States because yeah. everybody oh, here changes thing. clothes constantly. I know. Yeah, it was sad. Um. Yeah. So anyway, this this just didn't click with me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I I I love this movie. I I think it is an absolute masterpiece of film, and uh, I I don't necessarily enjoy it, and I I probably won't watch it that often. If you know, it's not one you pull out every year, but um, I absolutely love. Um, I mean. 
I mean, as usual, most of the things Joe doesn't like about it are things that I absolutely love about it. So it's it's true to form. Joe and I, I think we're almost more opposite now than Mark and Jimmy are. I am the yin to your yang. Yeah. I, I, I actually want to see this. I, I actually want to rewatch this now, now knowing what Matt said is that this is exactly what this killer did. I kind of w- want to rewatch it and see exactly, you know, it. Not now knowing what I've seen yeah. and see maybe that if it's going to connect even more, just like, you know, this is exactly what the killer did. I kind of want to see it again. Make me a serial no, he killer. Got I caught, don't know. Basically, he was going to just drive around with the bodies. He got caught basically in the same way. Um, he, I mean, the storyline pretty much follows him uh, uh, very close. I read about what he did and he even, oh. he gave, he, he paused to give the old woman uh, her medication so that she would be alert while he tortured her. Oh my goodness. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's I mean that's what they showed in there and Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. So our next movie is from 1986 and this one is probably an even less enjoyable watch. Uh, and that is Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer by John McNaughton. It is the shocking true story of Henry Lee Lucas. Henry likes to kill people in different ways each time. Henry shares an apartment with Otis. When Otis' sister comes to stay, we see both sides of Henry, the guy next door and the serial killer. Um, it stars Michael Rooker, Tom Towles, Tull- and mm-hmm. Tracy Arnold. Uh, the original originally it was given an X rating. Henry was one of the first films that prompted the MPAA to adopt the NC-17 rating, even though it did not receive that rating. Uh, that rating came out later. Um, the board members told McNaughton that there was no cut that would move it out of the X rating, so he kept it as it was and and released it with no rating, and so no children allowed under seventeen. Rooker stayed, which you know, when you release a movie with no rating, it really limits your ability to to put it out there. But word of mouth made up for that. Uh, and of course, VHS and eventually DVD did it, it helped it as well. Rooker stayed in character for the duration of the shoot and would not socialize with any of the other actors or cast members. Wow. One of the major. Huh? Wow. I didn't yeah. did not know that. Yeah. One of the major reasons the film did not emerge for a long time after it was finished is that the producers had expected John McNaughton to make a straightforward slasher film. They didn't know uh, what uh, they didn't know that he was going to be make a more a darker, more complex, less violent as you as as much as that's hard to believe film. Uh, And he felt that this version had limited box. They felt this version had limited box office potential because it wouldn't bring in a good-sized teenage crowd. Uh, if you recall, 1986 is, of course, when, you know, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street are in the middle of their run of, of sequels. Um, shot on 16 millimeter in just 28 days for 110000 bucks. It went on to make millions on VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray. Um, the scene where they crashed the TV into that, that guy's head... Uh, was shot in reverse. They it was set it on his head and then pulled it off and recorded it being pulled off. Uh, Henry, like angst, is not a movie that glamorizes serial killers at all. It is dark and disturbing. It is not one I care to visit again, much like angst. But it is a. It is not a. It is not a charming serial killer. It is um, somebody who is 
not somebody you'd want to walk into. And 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 what I thought about this movie is also is it, it serial killing was just a way to pass time for these guys, really, yeah. especially Henry. It was like he was bored. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has this at eighty nine percent. So Jimmy, what did you think of? What do you think of? Henry, I know you've seen it before, but oh yeah, I, I was a it's a it's a movie I've seen. Weirdly enough, I've actually seen this a few times. I uh, I own this film. Um, it's a it's not a, again not a fun watch, but my God, Michael Rooker is so good in this. I, I, I was, oh, he is, yeah, he's absolutely mesmerizing, and I think that what it did really well. And Tom Towles is great too. I mean, the guy is a legend in horror as well. You know, guy, all three of them were good. All three of them, yeah, Tracy Arnold, they're all good. Uh, I like, I, I love the lo-fi feel of it. I love that Me it's too. just kind of the. I mean, there's that scene with the family. It just, ooh, I just don't like that. Oh, <laughs> I hate watching. Terrible. That. Oh, God, terrible. It's terrible. Because yeah. you just uh, the sadism involved with these people, yeah. and it's it's. Um, but I think somehow Rooker manages to bring some kind of weird kind of decency like to like mm-hmm. at times and you so it, it doesn't feel like just a ooh there's a scary guy it felt like a, a real exactly what it is a portrait of a serial killer well uh, i mean otis was almost worse than henry in some ways because yeah. otis henry had you know I, I he had a weird concept of what was right and wrong but otis seemed like he'd be up for anything whereas henry yes. was like you don't do that to your sister you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a it's a marvelous film, but it's one I I would absolutely understand someone hating because it's not a yeah. fun one. Just not a fun yeah. one at all. Uh, Joe, I agree wholeheartedly. I I really like this. I'd never seen it before. As a matter of fact, I'd never seen any of the movies that we watched. Um, I I actually I found some humanity in Henry much more so than I did in Otis. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, he, you know, yes, it seemed to not, the killings didn't affect him very much at all. Um, and it seemed planned out like he, you know, when he's sitting there in the kitchen, having his meal of pan fried fish, old style and a doobie, you can tell that he's just sitting there in his head thinking about how to get away with the next kill. Because he seems yeah. to have an answer for everything. It's very methodical. It's very planned out. He knows mm-hmm. that you got to do it differently every single time or else the cops are going to catch up to you. Um, he's smart, which is why, you know, he travels light at the end of the movie. He gets rid of Becky's luggage because they don't need it anymore. Um, well, and she's inside. I, I, <laughs> oh, sorry. We don't know that. Spoiler. Well, I, I didn't want to yeah. give away anything. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like she's in there. <laughs> it's it's almost like Henry's not all that bad. Like there's still a little touch of humanity still in him because he at least was defending <laughs> Becky. I don't know that I would go that far as saying no, he, no, he's no, not Joe. that. But I but he at least in comparison yeah, to Otis, I, I think Otis have, Otis wanted to rape his done, sister. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, well, fine. Yeah. Yeah. You could say Otis wants so. So uh, does he that had make a, him a worse person? He had a, he had a, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. Well, he did all the killings too. Plus, he would do the yeah. same thing to his own sister. You know. Yeah. So I think he's. If worse, I had to but... get locked in a room with one of the two of them, I would rather be locked in a room with Henry than Otis. Fuck right. that! I'll take Otis any day. You can have Henry. Him. Henry's built, man. He's built. You that can... guy's strong. And I, I also want to point out. I just I thought the special effects were hilarious when Otis gets stabbed in the eye. That was the fakiest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, pretty fake. But I absolutely I still loved, it. I loved it. I, I loved cringe it. from yeah. it. I was like, oh god. Yeah, I just read something about that head, but I, I don't remember now what it was. I read. So was it that uh, it was uh, what's his name's assistant? The hands that came up. No, it was oh, something about the all. head itself. It was Tom Savini. <laughs> That's funny. That's it funny. It was Tom Savini. His assistant. No, it was his assistant. <laughs> no, it's his uh, assistant. I, had saw, sure. I saw a documentary. He, he claimed those hands was his. No, it's a, yeah. it's the assistant. Yeah, he he yep, was. Those hands were. I'm, his. I'm gonna find it tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna that send it guys. to you guys. They were. Yeah, his. it was that guy. His. Yeah. Uh, Mark, what did you think of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer? Uh, okay, so I, I I never saw Henry before. Um, I always saw it in blockbuster and the old you know um vhs stores and right no I, like, I, I yeah same thing for me i remember it, it was when a I taboo lived in, thing when i lived yeah. in chicago i always saw that and, I, and i'd hear people mumbling about it and i'd be like oh i don't know if i can handle that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It, it was yeah this this film had a taboo around it and he's like man if, if if you're ready to go for it go for it you know watch the film and i always said mm, no i'm not in the mood and not in the mood and of course matt makes you know forces us to watch this um <laughs> so unfortunately uh the hype was a little bit too much um it, it wasn't grotesque to me after you know seeing so many films now because of Mr. Matthew speak after uh, French extreme. Um, so Henry did not affect me at all. Um, I love the graininess of it. I love the character of Otis. I love him. It, I, I, it, he's, I, I want to see him in uh, more films. I know he's passed away, but I want to see more of his acting because um, he's like a huge uh, uh, horror uh uh, actor and mm-hmm. he's been in a lot so i i i thought his acting was better than michael rooker um here's my problem with this and it's because of the critics it's because of roger ebert and gene cisco gave this film two thumbs up way up and i was like are you kidding me it's like after watching it and I saw that and I saw the movie poster, two thumbs up. I was just going, what is different from Henry than Friday the 13th? So I went back and I went to uh, at the movies with uh, Roger Ebert and Gene Sisko and they praised this movie up and down. And of course, Roger Ebert off the bat says, this is not one of those uh, uh, typical uh, slasher films like Friday the 13th. He just went right after Friday the 13th. And comparing Friday the 13th to Henry, I don't think there's there's too big of a difference. Um, it's I think Roger Ebert has like a huge like problem with teenagers being killed. And, like I understand that Henry had a more... Uh, more of a plot, but, and, uh, some of the acting of course is better than, you know, what these new kids are doing in 
Friday Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street and all the slasher flicks and all that. But for them to just praise this film as just a masterpiece and just shit on Friday Thirteenth and all the other slasher films, I, I I feel like they're hypocrites. And James and I, once again, James and I talked about this uh, on the phone. James, um, don't help me out because James uh, actually um, feels a little bit different on this, and uh, he's got some facts to uh, tell you about. Well, look, uh, Roger Ebert, I, he, and here's the thing. He looked at this film, Henry, the Portrait of a Serial Killer, as an art house film. That's what, because it's not, right. it's not celebrating violence. Like Friday the 13th, ooh, it's fun. Look at, she gets the axe in the face. Ooh, look at, she gets naked right. for no reason. And that's what he's talking about. That to him was trashy. At least Henry or movies of that ilk are trying to say something more about the mind of the serial killer, about more of the mind of what's going on with these characters. And it, it, it was a, you know, that's why. And and let's face it, Roger Ebert was notorious for dismissing horror films, like for the most yeah. part. And it's, that bothered me as a, I, I used to drive me crazy to watch his reviews and go, dude, it's not that bad. Like a couple of the reviews he, he did about some really good horror films. You're just like, Really? Okay. Well, and, and I mean, it's that's just his opinion on horror. Um, yeah. But this, you know, I, it's hard to compare the two. But at the time, there was nothing but slashers coming out, yep. and and they weren't all of the highest quality. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, these guys are reviewing and making recommendations for the average person. And uh, and and I do, I agree that he saw Henry as an art house film yeah and friday the 13th the the sequels of halloween and that's i mean he championed the reason halloween became such a big deal is because roger sure. and Jesus because championed yeah. it yeah but then but, they they were just looking at all the others that came after as just being co- cheap copies of halloween and or cheap copies of of the next thing that came along mm-hmm. and uh but for with henry i think they were saying is that it when you watch the the all of these slashers the kills become fun and they didn't like that idea they found that distasteful and here the kills are supposed to be disturbing you know and this character is supposed to be disturbing it's you're not supposed to be rooting for Henry Lay the way you do Jason or Michael or Freddie you know but here's the thing with with what I'm saying is that Roger Ebert uh, when they're re- reviewing the movie Roger Ebert says what he was talking about how this band was. Uh, this uh, film was banned and how they tried to keep uh, this film out of the viewer's uh, uh, perspective and eyes. And he's, he, he was saying, uh, basically he's going, this is what, you know, I want adults to see over 18 and not what 17 year olds are watching with the, the Halloween films and uh, Friday 13th and nightmare on Elm streets. It's like if you love this film so much, and this is basically a, a horror film because it is. It's like why wouldn't you want to see these kids see a masterpiece of a film that he thinks is to you know to enjoy it, you know? And why couldn't this be rated R? I, I mean, I I don't know. He he's recommending to people. I mean, I, I at the time this was pretty shocking film. I don't think 
you know, he was going to recommend something like this for the people to have their kids go see it. But I don't, um, I don't think the kills were that shocking. Uh, okay. Well, I, I don't know. We can go on and on about this all day, but what, um, <laughs> I was waving. A so, oh. I uh, so all true. right. So the next uh, movie that we have on the list is, Memories of Murder from 2003. This is directed by Bong Joon-ho, who also directed Parasite a couple years ago that won Best Picture. Uh, the worst of them will stay with you forever. In 1986, Gyeonggi Province, the body of a young woman is found brutally raped and murdered. Two months later, a series of rapes and murders commences under similar circumstances. And in a country that had never known such crimes, the dark whispers about a serial murderer grow louder. A special task force is set up in the area with two local detectives, Park Du Man and Joe Young Ju, um, Gu, I guess, uh, joined by a detective from Seoul who requested to be assigned to the case. Uh, the director, Jun Ho, has stated that the script for Memories of Murder um, was directly influenced by Alan Moore and Eddie Campbell's comic book from Hell. Uh, director Quentin Tarantino named it, along with Bong's The Host, as one of his top 20 favorite movies since 1992. The, re the real murderer was discovered through DNA evidence, and he confessed to 10 murders, an additional four murders, and 30 rapes uh, in September of 2019. However, he can't be convicted because they have a 15-year statute of limitations in South Korea for murders, so he can't be convicted for those. He is serving already, though, a life oh. sentence for the 1994 murder of his sister-in-law. However, I think he's eligible for parole pretty soon. Oh my god. Next Holy year. Shit. Actually next next year, I believe. Huh. Um Ooh. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Ooh. In the real life case, four suspects supposedly committed suicide after being falsely accused and tortured by the police over the course of the investigation. Ooh. In twenty nineteen, eight of the original investigators were arrested and charged with various crimes related to abuse of power, assaulting suspects, falsifying evidence, and illegal detention. Uh, this one, I, I love this movie. I thought this was the first time I'd seen this one. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought it was beautifully, beautifully done. Uh, it's got 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, uh, who's, who's, I guess, Joe, what'd you think of this one, Joe? Are we able to spoil this? I mean, it's 20 uh, years old. Yeah. And I, yes. you know, I don't think the ending is really spoilable anyway. So, okay. Really, Cause I was yeah. going to say, this is. This is the best serial killer movie that I've seen that you don't ever meet the serial killer. Right. Yes, Joe. That, yes. That drove me absolutely nuts at the end of this movie. I'm like, really? You're kidding? It wasn't him the whole time? We don't know who yeah. it is and there's credits? Well, what? it's like Zodiac was very similar. Yeah. yeah um, I love that. I really did like this sundown movie. as well. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, one of the things that made this, uh, don't get me wrong. I loved it. It was hard to watch, but it was mainly hard to watch because of the Korean police tactics of yeah. interviewing in air quotes, their, uh, you know, people of interest. Um, right. you know, everybody keeps getting smacked in the back of the head in this film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 
what what was the year that this was set in? 1986. Six? Was it? 1986. Okay. They really got to teach those cops how to type. I mean, those the one finger hunting <laughs> type thing was driving me nuts. Um, yeah, I, I felt like I was watching Lethal Weapon in Korean. Um, just a lot of the, the, the <laughs> stuff they would do. The cops just interrogate. Like that kid, he was in an arcade one scene, and the very next scene, he's in an interrogation room in his underwear, getting mm-hmm. the back of his head slapped. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will admit, I rewatched the scene with the train a couple of times because the first time I think I blinked and missed it. Um, mm-hmm. They just, they, oh, that was horrific. They knocked that kid right out of his new Nikes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and let this movie be a lesson to everyone. Stay up on your tetanus shots or you're going to lose ah. a leg one day. Uh, yes. That's like the worst PSA I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I mean, I like I said, it was the longest movie that you picked out of the six. And it was mm-hmm. the one that I think I had probably the most second, re- second longest. Was it? Oh, that's yeah, right. Jack, yeah. Jack yeah, was Jack, longer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did not care for the uh, how long this movie was. It, it didn't affect me at all. I was along for the ride. I was, re- I because the whole time I'm interested, I'm thinking any minute now they're going to tell me who the killer is. Any minute now. And then credits. Mm-hmm. That was like such a kick in the nuts. But yeah, that being yeah. said, I really did enjoy the film. Excellent. Uh, Mark, what did you think of this one? Uh, I first question: um, Is this a horror film? It's a serial killer film. It's, it's a serial ser- killer movie. It's a serial yeah. killer film. So I, because I, I mean, if if we reviewed seven, this completely qualifies because there's even a scene in this film um, that takes from seven. Um, have you ever seen this in uh, Saul? Never. Just like from uh, us, just for, just like from Seven, where they had he's going have where Brad Pitt says, "You say, have you ever seen yeah. anything like this?" Yeah, he so, included I mean, that in the script on purpose. Yeah, as an uh, as oh, an homage, okay. as an homage to Seven. Yeah, 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 because it, it it's got Seven vibes all over it. Um, the interrogation scenes were um, absolutely hysterical because that one detective drop kicks every single. <laughs> um uh uh witness it just every time and he puts a a slipper over his uh a shoe so he doesn't get scratches or scuffs on it um yeah lethal weapon that, that's why i laughed so hard because it it has a lethal weapon uh feel to it um director bong john uh june ho um hasn't made a bad movie yet in my opinion um his films include parasite the host, um, Akja, you know, the, the one with the, the giant pig. Have you guys seen that? Mm-mm. Joe, you would love it. It's it's a fantastic, fantastic film. It's on Netflix. I'm going to wait um, for Matt to tell me if I'll like it. So No, no, we'll no. You'll Joe, love you'll it. hate it. <laughs> and, of course, Snowpiercer. Thanks, thanks for looking out for me, Matt. I mean, this guy doesn't miss. <laughs> um no, I, I, I think this film's great. Um, there's such subtle humor uh, throughout this whole entire film. It's eerie. It's creepy. Um, it reminded me of Seven all the way through. Um, the actor, um, Song Kang Ho, 
uh, the lead actor who also is in a lot of uh, uh, Bong Joon-ho's uh, films. He is wonderful. I am captivated by him throughout this film in all of his films that he uh, acts in. He's fantastic. It, it's a great film. Um, definitely watch it. Um, highly recommend it. Uh, Jimmy, what'd you think? Excellent. I mean, I haven't seen him for a while, so it was good catching up. I, he's what a phenomenal director this guy is. Uh, another one. Mm-hmm. You, if you've never seen Mother, I highly recommend that. Um, the 2009 I, version. Not yeah, the not the, the remake's horrible. It's not a remake. It's a completely different. Version. Oh, that's right. And it's excellent. I would disagree with that strongly. I think it's excellent. But another subject, another time. Um, this movie is phenomenal. It's one of the best serial killer movies i've seen it's uh it's beautiful but it's also profoundly disturbing it's profoundly fascinating and that's funny i mean there's look we matt you gave us a lot of dark shit <laughs> oh my god i did i did wow. yeah. so it was nice to have a little moment a few moments of, right. oh okay cool i don't know if i'd say levity but it, there was a beauty to this that yeah you know, that, that weren't that wasn't there in you know, there was almost a visual poetry, in fact, uh, that wasn't there with Angst or Henry or really any of the others. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, and I, it's just, it's a, it's a, it holds up really well. I can see why people are still so. It's what a career this guy has. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Just a fantastic. That whole, fantastic, I, oh you God. know, that one scene the way, where they f- go to the first kill site. And all the mayhem with the media and and everybody trampling all over things and him trying to keep it under control, people falling down hills, and then that guy driving over the one footprint that they've got. It was just right. so great. And it was all, I don't know, I didn't go back to check, but I think that might have all been one shot too. And it was pretty amazing. I think it was actually. No, yeah. It. yeah. No, it's, it's, it's just a really, and I love the ending. God, I love the ending. I, I, I'm with you, Joe. It's like you, you're watching this and you're like, I love the fact that they don't, you just don't know. You just don't know. And it's so, it sticks with you because of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's really a beautiful much. film. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. Really is. Yeah. Really is. This is probably my favorite of the batch in terms of just watchability. Yeah. My, yeah. This will blow out for me for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. The next one we have from 2012, Maniac, directed by Frank Calhoun. Calhoun. Uh, this is a, of, of course, it's a remake from an earlier version. Uh, I warned you out not to go out tonight. As he helps a young artist with her upcoming exhibition, the owner of a mannequin shop's deadly suppressed desires come to surface. We don't see Frank's face. Uh, That's, of course, starring Elijah Wood. We don't see his face until 12 minutes into the film. Uh, It is unrated in the U.S. due to its content, which would no doubt give it an NC-17 from the MPAA. In the original film, it was implied that Frank somehow lived, even though no sequel came of it, whereas in this film, that's not the case. Um, this was probably, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, it has, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Um, oh yeah. I'm sorry. I, I skipped ahead. 
let me go back. There we go. Uh, it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 53%, which I think is a little surprising. Wow. Um, yeah. I Now, I will say it was probably my least favorite of this batch, mostly because wow. I thought the dialogue, I I didn't care for the, the scenes of dialogue between the two of them. I felt like they both sounded like they were either, rec- which is, I later read, was the case that Elijah Wood recorded all of his dialogue afterwards in post. So he wasn't even really talking to a real person, which is exactly the way it sounded. Mm, and, wow. uh, and then I thought the, the girl looked like she was just talking to a camera. So I, I thought that the dialogue between them took me out of it. Um, mm. But I, that saying it was my least favorite of the batch doesn't mean that I didn't like it. I thought it was a good movie. Uh, it just, I, I, I was just bothered by that. I felt like the the POV was a little gimmicky at times. Uh, Joe, go ahead. What did you think of Maniac? This movie, it's it's a tale as old as time. It's that old trope, you know, boy meets girl, boy falls in love <laughs> with girl, boy scalps girl, boy staples her scalp to his mannequin, and then eventually boy gets all of his flesh ripped off from by his mannequin collection. Um, I, this is a great film. I loved all the mannequins. Elijah Wood is just the right amount of creepy. Um, I, I, it had me pondering quite a bit in this film, like first and foremost, there's a lot, you know, the scalps people that first kill with a knife under the chin. Um, and then scalped it was just fantastic. Um, and I started wondering like, God, if somebody, scalped me in real life but i managed to get away am am i gonna just bleed to death and die or is that something you could ever recover from having i don't you know. know your scalp i mean that, like that i would imagine it would take a long Possibly. time to bleed to bleed to death from that because there's no major arteries in your scalp yeah. but i i would imagine bleed a lot from the scalp though you'd have um, time i believe you'd have time to uh, I think get to help, but if you were in a position in a place where you couldn't get to help, yeah, I would imagine yeah. you would bleed out. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering, is was he psychotic because he owns a mannequin store? Yes. Or did owning a mannequin store make him psychotic? No, I think his mother made him psychotic. Well, yeah, he definitely yeah. has some mommy issues. Um, his upbringing. Yeah, Norman Bates. A, a lot of Norman Bates yeah. uh, in this film. I actually, yeah. I, I misspoke earlier. I did well, kind of. I, I have seen parts of this movie. I've never seen it from beginning to end until this last watch. Um, but that whole scene where he goes on the date with the girl and um, she takes him back to her apartment. And we, of course, hear Goodbye Horses by O. Lazarus, which is yeah. right out of um, Silence of the Lambs, which I didn't. Yeah. I, I, that bugged uh, me. Yeah, that bothered me quite a bit. I'm like, really? That's. Yeah. That's a bit on the nose. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But I, I had seen that part before. I I, I really liked it. I, it was great that it was all told from his perspective. It really puts you in the mindset of this serial killer. Um, I, I like how the only time you really even get to see him is just in his reflection. Um, yeah. Those uh, just the mannequins just night after night <laughs> this is enough to just drive you nuts. Uh, clearly, which is 
why um i i had no idea matt until you said this that this was um a remake so what yeah. was mm-hmm. the original by the same name yeah, yeah. yes yeah. okay yeah 1980 I, gotta, I believe yeah i gotta look for that one um, you might yeah, like the original I, it's not great it's it's not yeah, great it's, I it's would. Little, I like it a lot I more don't know than about that. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty good, but it's it's very cheesy. It's very sleazy. You might like it, Joe. It's pretty sleazy. Okay. Mm. Like it's a it's a, it's a Tom Savini does the special yeah. effects in the film. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's, it's not as it's artistic great. as what the remake. I, the remake's probably no. a better film. Yeah. Well, but, I don't even know if the remake's artistic. Well, yeah, it certainly is I, because I, you're. you're dealing with a gimmick that's unusual and they tried to do something different. They're not trying to do the same thing. So they're trying to be a little higher class. It's, 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 I, 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 do they succeed? Not totally. It's, it does feel a little too gimmicky at times. And it, there is a sense of, okay, I, I, I like Elijah Wood in this, but it's, I agree with the, the comments where you're like, okay, sometimes the dialogue feels a little off. Although, the guys who wrote the dialogue is Alex A. Aja and Gregory Love Well, I, I don't have a problem with the dialogue. I have a problem with the acting between them. Uh, and when I Aja. say dialogue, I mean there's no interaction. I, yeah, there's yeah. no, and it and it looked like she's talking to a camera, not a person. And it sounded like he would he. It sounded like his dialogue was done months later uh, uh, in a sound studio and not talking to anyone in particular. Now, having Probably said right. that. <laughs> Elijah Wood was back behind the camera saying his lines to her so that she had something to respond to. But the problem is when you're looking at a camera, not at a person, it, it just, it affected her performance, I believe. You could do And I, that just, that bothered me. And that kept it from being, there were a lot of things I loved about this movie, but it, it kept it from being in the same category as the other movies that we watched for me. Yeah. And, 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 and she's a great actress when it's with Elijah Wood, but without the POV, she's great. She's great in it. But when it's the POV, you could absolutely tell it's so jarring. It's so jarring when, when it happens. Oh, and, or when you see her talking to like other people who aren't Mm -hmm. in the POV or whatever, it's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the case. I think where a gimmick kind of hurt them, I, you a know, bit, in, that, in that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The the POV shots were distracted for me, and I think it was a lot. It took a lot away from Elijah Wood with his acting and performance. I think that the POV shot would have been more effective if it was just a POV shot when he goes into when she invites them to the apartment to get consoled at the end. If it was just a POV shot there, I think it would have been way more effective. And you could have really bonded with Elijah Wood because he's a great actor. So instead of doing the POV shots all the way through the film, if it was just a POV shot at the end, I think it would have been way better. And when the neighbor came back in and gets axed in the mouth, and he, you know, he falls down. You think he's dead. And when he comes back, I mean, that was a shocker for me. Mm. And he's thrown through. I mean, the, the ending's great. Uh, the chase scene's great when she gets in the car and you don't expect what's going to happen with the windshield. And it, it's just a grueling shot. 
this this film, I I, I think the original's better. It, it was a nice try. I think Elijah Wood would have been better served and uh, better representative without all those P- POV shots. Um, I don't. Know. I need to revisit the original because I but I didn't care for it the first time I saw it, and and uh, and but I probably need to revisit it. But I I agree. I just I I think what they needed was. Well, what they were going for was, I think, was hoping for was was Silence of the Lamb mm-hmm. um, kind of dialogue, or not dialogue, but that you know, when when in that, there's a lot of close-ups of people talking to the camera, but it's way more natural. And in this, it just mm. didn't feel natural at all. Mm. Um. Okay, so that brings us to our last movie of this batch, and that is. Lars von Triers, who who was the director of Antichrist, Nymphomaniac, <laughs> among other movies, uh, the house that Jack built. Failed architect, engineer, and vicious murderer Jack narrates the details of some of his most elaborately orchestrated crimes, each of them a towering piece of art that defines his life's work as a serial killer for 12 years. The film had its world premiere at the Cannes International Film Festival, it was reported that more than 100 audience members, including some critics, walked out during the premiere, though a six-minute standing ovation followed the screening. Some of the upset audience members continued to condemn the film on social media for its extreme violence and nihilistic tone. The scene involving the main character's mutilation of a duckling when he was a child was done with the help of special effects, and the duckling was not harmed. Despite this, there was considerable audience backlash toward that scene, but PETA, uh, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, has defended the film uh, in a statement praising its accuracy, uh, accurate portrayal of the link between adolescent animal abuse and mm-hmm. psychopathy. Yeah. Uh, doctor or animal cruelty is known to be a common trait among serial murderers, especially when they are young. The repeated shots in which Jack holds up large cue cards while standing in an alley are a reference to Bob Dylan's famous music video, Subterranean Homesick Blues, and this has a Rotten Tomato score of 60%. So, um, Mark, start us off. What did you think of the house that Jack built? I I like this one, and and, uh, it's definitely not an easy watch, but I did like it. Uh, Mark, what did you think? It's my favorite out of the whole lot. Um, I, I I love this movie. I, I watched it twice, and when I watched it the second time, I was trying to write down notes, and I'm not smart enough to write notes down for this film because it goes deep. It goes deep with uh, um, hell and religion and, and whatnot. Um, but uh, this film uh, just took a hold of me. Um, it's my second favorite film after Procession right now of this year. Um, this was our, uh, originally going to be a tele- uh, television series, and uh, they switched it into a film. Um, the second in- incident was the most awkward conversation at the door that I've ever experienced, I think, in film. Um, this guy mm-hmm. is a compulsive liar and, but he's, a and they keep letting liar. him get away with it. Mm-hmm. And he's a horrible liar. He's a horrible liar. If you're a good liar, you can get away with so much shit. He's just a horrible liar. And he, the fact that he tries to uh, become this 
different character from a cop to a an insurance man. It was so cringe, and I'm just going screaming. I was like, why are you not slamming the door on this guy's face? Mm-hmm. And she lets him in. But the OCD moment with the second incident of him going back into the house and cleaning, and then he gets in the car, and he thinks there's a blood spot underneath a chair um, uh, leg, and he goes back in, and he's – he must be there for like three hours, just just tightening up this one portrait, this one picture frame on the wall. It was fantastic. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, Matt Dillon is phenomenal in this film, and it just shows like what range he really does have. Um, he's probably one of the dumbest also in the serial killer um uh, genre, but he's lucky. It's just he's lucky dragging um, that woman's uh, body all the way to his place with the blood stain, and then it just rains. It's like just God, just like he said, God just said, you're gonna get away with this, and washes the blood away. Um, there's so many beautiful shots in this film. Um, yeah, it's 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 fantastic. I I fucking love this film. I I I love it. I love it. And uh, I I want to own it. It's it's great. It's great. I hope I, you guys. I'm feel guessing the same God way. didn't have anything to do with it, though. It, to to <laughs> be probably fair, probably not. Just 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 say. <laughs> to <it>. be fair, <laughs> probably God not. made this movie. He did. He he made this movie. It's great. Uh, Jimmy, what did you think? Um. <sighs> I love Lars von Trier. I think he's a fantastic filmmaker. And I, I, I loved uh, Melancholia. I loved uh, Antichrist. As, as painful as it is to watch, I think it's a great movie. This is another yeah. one that I, um, I I don't know if I liked it, but I liked it. It's uh, It was hard to watch. It was very difficult to watch. And I... I you know, you when you see a horror movie and you you have the dumb character that just does stupid things, and you're like, mm-hmm. so Riley Kilo Kio, I I I'm see, saying her name completely wrong. Elvis's, you know, Elvis's granddaughter. Granddaughter. Yeah. Oh my God! He's telling you. He's drawing stuff on you, dude. Walk out. Yeah. And he's like, you're stupid. Oh. You know, yeah. in that way, it reminded me of that movie that Joe and I watched last uh, year called "See No Evil," the one where the the yeah the the, the couple goes on vacation with this kill group, you know, and they have all these opportunities to leave and they mm-hmm. don't because they're just too busy being polite. Well, I mean, it made you Mark, it makes Mark you wonder. It, you I don't think Mark? Mark saw it. I think it was just you and me. Really? Because I'm sure we would have recommended it to Mark. He's yelling yeah, now but, and he's on mute. Well, he's, he's yelling and he's Meeting. muted, so it's fine. Uh, no, no, no. What's it? The gene? I'm, I'm, am I still mute? No, no you're fine no. now. Now you are. Damn it. I'm, I'm trying to say, is that the Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor film? See no evil, hear no evil? Yes, Mark. That's the yeah, film. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what That was the yeah, serial was killer the movie yeah. that we watched yeah. last year. Yeah. That, yeah. You, hit, you hit the nail on the head. But yeah. <laughs> oh, knock it off! <laughs> Boo is right. I but here is the thing: it's an exceptionally well-made film. These are very good performances. You have Uma Thurman in a great. Oh God, I wasn't too. I wasn't. I didn't like her at all. I just hated that. I character. wanted her to die. 
I wanted her to die. What a bitch. Did she? No, come on. Okay, she anyway. Uh, she was rude. She was rude. Bumper. Are you telling me that Uma Thurman's uh, character at nobody, the beginning was a, a redeemable character? Nobody deserves to have their face beaten in like that. Don't no matter how bad they are. Nobody deserves to be murdered. But I mean, yeah, that's not cool. But he obviously he's he's setting it up to make the audience be like, oh my god, she's gonna die. You know, it it obviously did set it up. Yeah. But the thing, yeah, the the victims are such an interesting part of this because they're not bright. They're kind of frustrating. They're they're kind of this. They're kind of that. It's it's. Kind of annoying. I mean, but at the same time, it's you have to wonder. I was telling Mark earlier when we were talking, you have to wonder about the the boys that went into Jeffrey Dahmer's place, or or mm-hmm. uh, the, what was that guy's name? The uh, the um, not Henry Gacy. Lee Lucas, but Gacy. Yeah, the, the, mm-hmm. he invited all those people, and how do they have Ted Bundy? Everyone loved yeah. Ted Bundy. He was oh, he was so handsome. I mean, that's the He's thing. Charismatic. Yeah, charismatic. So, well. There's another layer to it as well, though, because this movie is is also this it's it's a it's a movie where Lars Lars von Trier is also commenting on his own career for sure. Know? I mean, literally sure. shows movie clips from his own movie and for the sure. movies in this, and and he's coming in his own career, and and in, in a way, I I feel like the victims are almost his audience members who, even though they complain about his movies and how graphic they are, they still continue to go to them yes. and, and, and subject themselves to him. Absolutely know? correct. Absolutely correct. And I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I think, I think he's a masterful filmmaker. I did not enjoy this film, but I respect it. I didn't either. I didn't either. Yeah. Really? Not at all. Man. No. <laughs> how, how do you enjoy this? I, I didn't, I, the, I, I can appreciate it, and I think it was a well-made movie. I liked it, but I did not enjoy it. No, I think, you know. Oh. Did, but Oof. Joe, I what did you think? It. I liked it. Yeah, yeah Joey! But I uh, um, I liked it just because I got it. Uh, Bruno Ganz is in it, and I absolutely love Bruno Ganz. I've only seen him in one other thing, mm-hmm. but he's absolutely yeah. phenomenal. He's the best portrayal of Adolf Hitler I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> it, it's just ultra believable he was so good in downfall um so anyway i was just uh thrilled to hear his voice in something else he was the narrator um yeah yeah, i will agree that for a damsel in distress uma thurman was a real chatty kathy but my god she (laughs) did not deserve what uh what happened to her the whole uh the second uh incident incident number two I agree with Mark. That is the most uncomfortable scene from beginning to end. It's just, I yeah. just want him to, but you know what? All of these horror, all of these serial killer movies have, except for one, uh, the one thing they all have in common is the fact that they, every one of these serial killers screws up. They make a mistake. They, they have a yeah. misstep. If they didn't, we wouldn't have a movie about them because mm-hmm. they never get caught. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and this guy, Jack has plenty of missteps, uh, like Mark said, dragging the uh, the body behind the car. Um, yeah. Why would you steal a cop car and leave the sirens going, especially even mm-hmm. after you've 
arrived at your lair, whatever you're going to call it, and to still leave the sirens running. You're just you might as well hang a flag out the window too. Um, <gasps> the the one part uh, that last scene, last scenes, I should say, when he's in his little freezer bunker thing, and he mm. meets Bruno Gans uh, like face to face for the first time, and they start going deeper and deeper. I'm guessing into his psyche. That's where I got really lost. Um, now I do have a question. They got to a point where they were at a uh, what looked like a bridge, mm-hmm. but then there was just a big cavern. Did anybody else like me think a penitent man could cross? Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah, with Last Crusade. Yeah, Last yeah. Crusade. Or not, yeah. Uh, it's a le- or um, it's not the penitent man. The penitent man is oh, the one where he kneels with the um, blades. Yeah. So what was the? Yeah, it was the. It was the Neil. leap of faith, leap of faith, or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like the film. It was uncomfortable to watch, especially when he takes that woman and her sons out to the gun range to teach him how Ooh. to hunt. Oh, great Jesus! Scene. Great scene. Um, yeah, that's that's rough. Yeah, and the thing I, the only thing yes. I really disliked Mark, out of this whole. Are you film, not able to uh, <laughs> determine what's disturbing enough? He has no empathy. Um, I guess it's not. It's a child, well, man. It's a child. That's not cool. I got a little too seen. That's not cool. That's grotesque. He gave the wife a number and she picked what, 15 or 17? It's like pick 118 or something like that. Obviously, it was like paces, like, you know, you got. This many seconds she, to go. She may, like, have, why did she say? she may have not been thinking clearly at the time. Yeah, usually yeah, when you're a big, she I thought it was a great scene. I thought it was a great scene, and it was comical too. You know, rifle. I mean, it was it was like basically you know ducks going back and forth, and he's got the his uh, little sniper rifle and all that, and pegging off his kids. I I thought it was great. That's not great. <laughs> That's just anyway. not. As a dad, oh, no, no, hold up, hold up, hold up. I I, I do like to say that uh, the the most disturbing scene out of this whole uh, film was the duckling scene when it he uh, got the shears and chopped off the little duckling's foot and threw it back in the you know lake and it was floundering and all that. I hated that scene. But the kid getting shot, that's that's fine. No worries, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Tell that to um, parents everywhere. <laughs> I I would just like You're to weird, finish Bart. by saying I think the the biggest misstep in this whole film was the song and the ending credits was Buster Poindexter uh, doing "Hit the Road Jack." Hit the road Jack? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was that was they, on the nose. Play Ray Charles oh. if you're going to do that song yeah. at all. Buster Poindexter. Oh, no. oh probably or could you the riots or something. You know? no, it's, or yeah, we probably didn't want to be. be associated with it. So yeah. Joe, wait. Yeah. So Joe, did, did you do know that uh, Jack was basically going to hell, right? And then yeah, well, yeah, okay, yeah. all right. That's yeah. the whole bridge. Which was it? Can yeah. I just say too? I think the the ending actually made the movie it's a little beautiful. bit more. Yeah, the ending is really strong. Mm-hmm. I like the whole Dante's Inferno kind of. Yeah, I, I agree. That was cool. Yeah. That was that that made yeah. the movie a tad more bearable because good burn in hell you piece of garbage human being yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. no it's yeah, and, i mean and, it, and he it was definitely... such a narcissist mm-hmm. he was such a narcissist it's going, awful i'm i'm going for it i'm you know this is all about me you know like he's in hell it's good 
yeah. You, well, you he is like, Mr. Sophisticated. Mr. Sophisticated. Yeah, he's Mr. Sophisticated. It's great. Yeah. What a fantastic film. I loved it. Yeah, uh, I this was one that I, I I it wasn't the one I liked the least, but I, I appreciated it. Um, and it was you know it's a tough watch. It was it's uh, it was I I was probably the least comfortable watching this one. Mm. He um, made a breast out of a uh, he made a purse out of a breast. That was gross. That was awkward. That was, that was so weird. gross. Oh my god that that scene was vile. God, this film has. I think vile. he really would have been a good architect. Yeah, his models, maybe. his models were well, fine. No, no, because the houses he was building was Well, he never horrible. finished it. Right, didn't finish. Well, he kept on tearing them down. Well, like he could make models anyway. Yeah, he had know. a career. He could make <laughs> models. I don't know if he could uh, make he a full his, house. He missed his call. Full house. All right. Ooh, we need the so, house that Jack built mixed with the full house. They should do it, like, put those two together. The show yeah, full house? Yeah, them all. Oh, my God. The Michelle's go first. Okay, the maybe- Michelle's go first. All right, so that is it for serial killer uh, horror. The bull's empty. And, I'm excited. Uh, Here we go. Thanks, Matt. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, you thanks, are Matt. most it was welcome. Yeah. Thank you. I, yes, thanks. These are interesting films. Uh, okay, so this next episode, the pick is Mr. Joe Jan's pick. So, Mr. Joe Jan's, tell us what you got. Okay, I did a lot of painstaking research, and I guarantee you all. <laughs> Well, most of some of you will hate me for this. We are watching okay. hard, hardcore horror. What? Okay. okay. So here are your six movies. I will explain hardcore horror after I've given you the films. Okay. The first right. one, and I will send out this list. Uh, the first one is called Zombex. It is a 2013 okay. film. It is on Tubi. Okay. Okay. The next film is from 1995. It is called Voodoo. It is on Plex, which is actually a free service. So just FYI. Um, The next film from 2012, Six Degrees of Hell, which Mm -hmm. I believe is on Tubi, but it's also on something called Gravitas Movies, which is another free app. But I'll you're three for three. I I've not even heard, heard of any of these any movies. Of these yep. fucking Don't films. it'll it'll you'll figure it out. Um, the next one is 2004's Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what the? Oh my oh good no. god! Uh, oh the my god. the fifth movie is from 2018. It is Corbin Nash. <gasps> yes. And the last yes! movie. It's on I know TV. why he's doing that. It's from 2021. It is called 13 Fanboy. And it features yes! Vincent DeSanti. But all of these movies, the title, uh, you know, Hardcore, is stands for Hard to Watch Corey Feldman Films. These are all starring Corey Feldman. <laughs> oh, good God. I love you so much. I love you so much. <laughs> this I'm will be this. this I'm sure will tomorrow. be my last episode of of Cinescare Horror. But this I just is, thought it was hilarious. This is the greatest thing ever. Joe. And I, I thought I, I thought I've seen them all. I haven't. And you <laughs> had me so excited about your pick because you were Corbin so. Nash. Hang on, I know. Joe said Corbin Nash. I fuck. Yes. Corbin Nash. Corey Feldman is in drag. 
Oh, well, yes. here's a, I know. Oh, yeah. Joe, you know what? The, no, this is good. <laughs> Instead of having one Snoop Dogg Tales of Tales of the, whatever the fuck that was, I want we'll to have six. clear yeah, I want to we'll clear have six the plate. garbage movies. All we're going to do All we're going to do is make fun of Corey Feldman for like an hour oh, and a half. How bad could that I'm be? Gonna, and I'm going to do nothing but defend him. Oh god. <laughs> That's going to be, it's going to be hell. At least just, all of these movies are relatively short, so you can watch other things, but I just hey Matt, I thought this would be oh, hilarious. Matt, I think yeah, I want to watch your movies again instead. That's what I think <laughs> I want to do. I'd rather watch House of Jack Bill on loop all day. I'd rather do that. Angelica, Angelica, a listener of ours, is a huge Corey Feldman fan, and she's going to love this. Um, she she's some on of, the fan site. Some too. of these movies. Okay, granted, I've never seen any of these, but I do want to point oh, out some of the God. highlights. No one 13, has. Fa- Thirteen fanboys got um, D. Wallace is in it. Kane Hodder's mm-hmm. in it. Vincent Desanti's in it. Um, Corbin Nash has got Malcolm McDowell, Rutger Hauer, uh, yep. Bruce Davison, uh, and Corey Feldman, of course, is in drag. Um, Six Degrees of Hell has Jill Whelan in it. She was Vicky Steubing from The Love Boat. You know, <laughs> Vicky. Yeah. Um, and Zombex has, again, Malcolm McDowell and Sid Haig. So, you know. I don't know if I'm ever going to forgive you for this one. <laughs> no. This God is, damn it. Joe. I'm going to be doing a lot of this. God damn it, Joe, texts this w- oh next couple God. of weeks. Oh, I feel like the Joker. Like you're all coming down with me. Oh, Joe, oh. thank you so much. Wow. This, this, is... this is like Christmas. This is like Christmas. Well, me, I mean, honestly. it's like Christmas if we were in hell. If we had yeah. gone with yeah. Jack to yeah. Yeah. the lowest. Christmas in hell. It's, there's there's going to be so many Corey Very Feldman like, yeah. memes no, on I the feel, fan site. I feel like we all fell from that cliff into the abyss. Yeah, really. I mean, we're, yeah. we're this is these will be probably the worst movies we've ever covered on this oh, show. I, can, I seriously cannot wait. Yeah. This is going to be so much fun. By Trust far, me. This is going to be you know you guys in two weeks you guys are going to come back and you're going to say well that actually was kind of fun no well i guess we'll see (laughs) no we won't i I highly doubt that but we'll see no i doubt it i'm I'm surprised you didn't do blown away blown away is great is it a horror film with nicole eggert and Corey hayne is Is that a horror movie it's an erotic thriller it's an action no we we were an action film it's an erotic thriller it's not erotic if Corey's in it horror movies it's not erotic if Corey's in it the memories of uh murders about at least it's about a serial killer that's just there's a serial killer in in uh blowout ah we already did a serial killer theme yeah Yeah. ah shoot we haven't done a erotic thriller well guys there's always 2024 for that one you know (laughs) you know i hear the guys this is great this is great god all right uh so that's it for this week um please go to www.cinescarehorror.com and buy some of our merchandise we've got all kinds of joe's wearing one of our shirts right now he's wearing the halloween cinescare shirt uh and i think i I guess he's the only one wearing something i I bought this because i saw Catherine was wearing it and i thought it looked awesome so yeah i i shirt i need to buy that too so go on there. We've got some great designs. Uh, and also, please rate us and review us on whatever app, podcast app you have, Spotify or, or Apple Podcasts. That was, those are always very helpful. Also, follow us on Twitter. I think Mark, Superfan Mark still runs the Twitter 
account and you can it's follow brutal. us it's you brutal follow, over there. follow us on tiktok uh MySpace. also we have we, on facebook yeah myspace <laughs> on facebook we have a Friendster. facebook page we also have a, a fan group on there so please seek us out oh, and I join should, the party i should follow you guys on twitter <laughs> Oh, you asshole, really? <laughs> you don't follow me, uh, Dick. You should have followed me first. I would have followed you. Uh-oh. When, when you were on our show before I was even on the show, and you didn't follow Cinescare. Actually, you were. I went back. I was. I realized you, you were. You've been on here before, Mark. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's gosh, right. I yeah. feel so special. Well, yeah. I didn't know you had a Twitter account. Yeah, so. Dick. Yeah. You're the dick. Mm. You didn't follow me, bitch. I ain't gonna follow you. You're not gonna follow. Me. I already did. Oh, no. I followed you. <laughs> All right. Good night, so that's it for the. <coughs> that's it for Corey this time. Corey man. We Hell will, yes. <laughs> we will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. He made a breast out of a purse. What, 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 what? Yeah, Joey! If you're a good liar, you can get away with so much shit.